Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rum and Cinema. I'm joined, as always, by Nate and Jake, my great hosts. Nate, how are you? I don't know about great hosts. Doing all right, though. Well, you're the host we had. Um, Jake? I mean, compared to Jake, you do have more movie knowledge, I feel like. See, I was just going to say, uh, at least I'm a better host than Nate. You're a better host for entertainment. But Nate's always the, like, wet blanket. Yeah, it's it's more entertaining to like the movie. It's not my fault movies have gotten worse. It wasn't always like It is your fault. You bought all those goddamn Marvel things. <laughs> That's fair. I'm, honestly, I'm ready to take the blame on that. <laughs> and the other voice you're hearing is Jake. Jake, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Excited for this episode. Yeah. This this uh this one came out of nowhere for me. I I never heard of it until you sent it in a list as a possibility. And then um I kid you not, I'm like, okay, I wanna I don't know anything about this. So I I type in RRR into YouTube, just the search bar. I look at the thumbnails that pop up and I'm like, I don't want to watch any of these. I just want to watch <laughs> the movie. I'm already sold. I watched oh, yeah. the pitch meeting for it thinking I would probably not watch the movie and i mean yeah uh i'll say he didn't do it justice when you no when, when he when he sums it up and he just says people are throwing tigers at people sounds real silly but you know it all oh, makes God, sense in big. context yeah yeah it's really one of those like you got to jump into it movies otherwise you're not going to enjoy it and if you do oh buddy <clears throat> so yeah, we're going to talk about the movie RRR, currently streaming on Netflix out of India. Um, where we'll talk about what it's about, how we liked it, what you drink with it, all that good stuff. And then we're going to play a game at the end called History Movie Buff, where I tell you... Or no, History of the Movie. I had two different names written down. I didn't know which one to go with. Oh, no. <laughs> I was reading my notes for the show, and it's History of the Movie, like the RRR, not the game. The game is called History Movie Buff. <laughs> and I'm going to give we'll you fix the title. it in post. Yeah, yeah, I'll edit that out. I'm sure I'll remember. <clears throat> hey, Future Ben. That thing. Hey, Future Ben. When you're listening to this, I don't believe that you actually even listened to it before you put it up. But uh, this will be the, I don't know, 10th time we've said to edit something and you've never once done it. You've never made a cut on this podcast. I have. That yeah, that, uh, there's no way that's true. I definitely have, yeah. You purposely leave it all the times we actually say edit something out. Oh, those are funny though. I leave those in. Yeah, I see. I feel like you're disrespecting the amount of times he's had to go through and scrub you making noises in the mic. No, he just yeah, turns my volume down. That's all he does. Can't. I have to literally delete in between every time you talk. So I look until there's a big enough <laughs> spike, delete, and then find the next spike and delete again. So that's what takes all the editing time. <laughs> you yeah, you're already flicking something. I see your hand. <laughs> There's something in your hand. God. This is my process. Respect it. These are pop rocks. It's integral for my creative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, then after that. So, er. And then after that, we're going to talk about what we'd recommend to watch. Uh, other than this movie. Uh, let's get into it. RRR. It is on Netflix. It's a movie from India. Have you ever watched a movie from India before? I can't like, say that language. I have. I can't either, yeah. 
clips how and was, such, but got the sure. got some general ideas, but no. Never sat down. How and was the experience it. of a three hour fifteen minute subtitled action comedy musical from India? Uh so first of all, I for being as long as it was, I think it was fairly digestible. Uh although I feel like almost exactly halfway through the movie it's almost like the end of a movie. Uh it has a very clear like ending that it could have been an ending if it were a movie. Uh and then it it's almost like a part 2. Uh so I I like ate lunch. I like paused it and ate lunch. So I I almost did really watch it as two movies. Yeah, I had some semblance of how long it was, but I I mean, points to the movie, it like sucked me in. I didn't realize how long it had been. And at that scene that you're talking about, like after that, Taylor went to bed and I was like, all right, well, I'll be up pretty soon. And then I paused it to go get a drink and saw that the movie wasn't quite halfway done. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Did you finish it in that sitting? Uh, no, actually, I, I finished it this morning. So you both watched it in two parts. I watched it in one. I don't know that it would have changed the way I watched it, to be honest, or the way I felt about it. Like, I was so... I, there were times where I, like, got pulled... It's like an accordion, I feel like, this movie is. Like, you get really into it, and then you kind of get pulled out by something, but then you get pulled right back in. And it's... um, And if you hear it for too long, it kind of gets weird and annoying. <laughs> no. This movie is actually amazing, and I like it a lot. Uh, but I do feel like there's definitely, like, uh, a natural, like, organic rhythm to this movie that we haven't seen in many other movies recently. But I feel like, because obviously this movie has just tons of amazing spectacle in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like unlike a lot of movies nowadays that have tons of amazing spectacle, it also just has a really awesome and engrossing narrative. Yes. So, so like besides, it, you're not just waiting to see the cool action and the cool dances and songs, you also want to know what happens next. Mm-hmm. So so for that reason, I think I found it pretty engrossing all the way through. Yeah, it felt very genuine to me when I was watching it. Like every, I believed every character believed what they were saying and doing. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. And that is a really important thing that I think, I don't know that a lot of movies do that very well anymore. Like you said, like I don't buy a lot of the characters as like true characters and maybe it's because they're kind of simple characters to be honest like they're very um like stereotypical almost and if you think about like the caste system in india um so the two main characters are ram and beam um ram is kind of like the cultured smart able to infiltrate with the british um person so like one caste system and the next below him is beam who's kind of more tribal um uh like non-traditional medicine um uh language issues uh culturally like where's a you know not dress clothes to a dress clothes event that kind of thing um and i i wonder if that played differently to an indian audience or no audience that lives in like a caste system um because i only noticed it after i read some things about it like the difference and like how these were broken up and then also like the characters are very whatever they are like the racist terrible people are really racist and really terrible and like yeah. the, the nice 
white person is like a really nice white person compared to all the other people in the movie. Like they just go like to the nth degree and then go a little bit further with that. So I think that's why the characters felt so, but, but like it shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? Like that should feel fake and like over the top. But for some reason in this movie, it felt very genuine to me. Well, I think it would work differently for different characters for me. Like the, the, the evil, the governor's wife, was oh possibly one of my favorites because of how ridiculous it was. But like <laughs> yeah. the yeah the 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 size when, when, the park, when she's when she like oh up. why don't you use this like yeah. you just keep that thing on you. She pulled a like she has a that for nail studded fucking. I thought there was going to be more blood. It's my favorite line. That's great. Oh my god. Yes. I thought I thought it would pool at his feet. Um, Jesus. He's not kneeling. That, that was sick, too. Yeah. She should have been played by uh, Skylar White's character. Oh, God. from Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Just like that level of hatred. So, yeah, you, like you were saying, it does work for certain characters. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, yeah, it was like the main characters, the emotion doesn't seem over the top. It actually, like you said, it makes you like it. It makes, you, makes it feel like invested. And as you were saying, it made me think, I feel like here we don't get that as much because mm-hmm. there's kind of like an ironic detached, again, blame, probably blame Marvel for the most part. Like, like that's what's been working in, in major movies. So that's all people want to do anymore is this like detached, like nodding at the camera, whereas mm-hmm. they're not doing that. Like, the actors aren't concerned with looking cool, it seemed to me. They were just like, going for the whatever the scene was and you know that's Hmm. like what you that's like a stereotype now that we have of like shakespearean stuff and and plays and stuff where they overact and it seems weird watching it now and like modern times in a movie but like when it works it really works when it doesn't work it's looks it's it does take you out of the movie and it's ridiculous (laughs) but like the scenes where it's the two of them in particular like making pleas to each other i thought it was really good Oh my god. Yeah, like the and that's another thing that like is to the nth degree, right? Their friendship is like to the nth degree, like the most best of friends I've ever seen in any type of media. Uh and I'd like to blame like if it, it, you made a point about Marvel characters being kind of flat and like more worried about looking cool and like kind of playing to the camera and like we know, you know, it's a Marvel movie, like that kind of thing. I, I was gonna say that maybe because they have a backstory. The, the writers and directors feel like they can skip over some of that or we've seen nine reboots so we don't need that like they don't build the characters as well but this has a backstory like this historically has a backstory these two characters do and the the events do it's it it, it revolves around like uh, uh the start of a revolution in india to g- gain their independence from the colonizers of britain and that is a known story i, I i'm i'm assuming well, in, yeah, I mean, that in I, Indian culture, yeah, from what I read, like the story isn't really anything. It's based 100%. on those two characters, but the story is like not exaggerated. It's completely fictional. A hundred percent. Right. But the idea that they still introduce the characters to us in a way that as me not knowing who they were in before, this is how I would want like Spider-Man or Batman to introduce characters. Like the, the movie starts with two little shorts. One is called The Fire which is where one of our characters is originates from. And one is called the water, which is where the other one originates from, but they swap, which is interesting for that part. 
Um, and then they have Rise or Revolt, which is the last part. So they take 40 minutes before they even tell you the name, like throw the title card up. And the first two are introducing your characters. And one of them doesn't show you the character. And I thought that was like really cool. Or no, it does at the end. But I just thought that was amazing. And like, you can't blame not having a story been told before about these people. Because like it, this story in particular doesn't exist. You're correct. And this is a new story. But the characters themselves are not new to, I assume, people of that culture. Um, so it, it, it's just like Marvel is at fault more for that, I think, in my head after you're saying that. That's what I was getting to. Like, oh, here's their out. No, no, it's just weird. So I think a lot of Western culture is probably seen like Bollywood or heard of Bollywood movies. Um, I just want to give some background on that real quick. I found it interesting, so I'm going to share it here. So uh, Bollywood is mostly a Hindi language movies in Mumbai or Bomb what used to be Bombay. It only counts for about 20% of the movies produced each year now. But it was the mainstream Indian movie setup. Like, that was the number one spot. Now there's a couple more coming up, including Telugu, which is where this director is out of. It's another language. It's spoken in the south of India. And it's shot in Tamil and Telugu simultaneously. So the actors will do one take in one language and do it the next take in another language. So they're doing it back and forth the whole movie. So basically, like, two whole movies are shot. And, like, the audio is spliced in of the best take. So RRR is from that industry, which is known as Tollywood. And there's actually two Tollywoods based on different languages in India. And there's like seven other Hollywoods in the whole country, which is insane and wild and cool. Um, but people in India went apeshit for this movie and the last two movies by this director. So he's kind of like the Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, Stanley Kubrick of this era right now, right? Um it's bigger and more over the top than Bollywood, which I think we saw. Like when you think of Bollywood movies, you're like, oh, it's three hours. It's an epic. It's got some dancing, some singing, cool action. No, this is like ratchet that up. Yeah. And it stars are. Yeah. <laughs> and the stars of this movie are the stars in that Tollywood are the IP, right? Like not the characters. So like people would be rooting for. This was a, a video I saw called um, by Patrick L. H. Willems on YouTube. He's talking about how in India, they like if they saw Robert Downey Jr. in any movie, they would root for him like he's Iron Man. Like they root for that actor, not the IP. So the IP, like the Iron Man that we use here, is the actor themselves. And these are the two biggest actors in Tollywood, the two leads. And the director's the biggest director since like ever. So this is the number two movie of all time in India behind this director's last movie and the number three overall worldwide that India's ever released. And it's been out for like a year, not even. Yeah. And it came out in March. Yeah. So really recently. Um, and like in the US, I feel like not a lot of people know about it yet, but it's I think it's gaining attraction. And then the name, RRR, Rise, Roar, Revolt is the shown name on Netflix. Uh, they do that because it easily translates to all the languages. Um, but also the name originally was like a pen name because it's the last name of, or the surname of the two actors and the director start with an R. So it's RRR. So they just oh, kind of nice. like kept it and switched it. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So that's a little backstory. And then like Nate was saying, these two people are based on Aluri Sitarama Raju and Koram, Komaram Beam. 
um, and they almost surely never met. Um, pretty much none of this is fact except for their names. And, and the tiger people, throwing. Yeah, especially the tiger throwing. And then a lot of people who are fans of Beam were kind of upset because he was shown in that like lower caste system, even though he was like one of the most like smart individuals in India at the time. So, backstory, context, let's continue. Um, I want to talk a little bit about style and substance, which is something I think this movie did really well. We've talked about it already. Like, the VFX, especially, in parts, like, we're obviously, like, not up to par with, like, what we see every year here. Yeah. But for some reason, it didn't take me out of the movie. And I was wondering if you had the same, like, it added to it almost. Yeah, so... I thought there was something because, you know, the VFX and also just like just the action sequences in general, like what they decide to do, because it's clearly wild and over the top. And, you know, uh, you know, it's it's clearly not just normal people. They're like, yeah. they're, you know, they're almost like superheroes or gods or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, I think what they did really well and what I think is really hard to do is to create something that's you know, like the actual definition of epic, not like, you know, oh, that's epic, you know, but to make something that's epic without having it seem like silly. And it's, yeah. it's weird because this movie has its silly moments, but not during those over the top action sequences. It doesn't seem silly or out of place. No. It just, it just honestly seems epic. Like, you know, like you're watching God's fight. Yeah. And they don't really have to explain it either. Like, we just accept anything that they do as something yeah. they do. And yeah. it feels very real. Like, yeah, I believe that. I think it amped up, but uh, they, they, they did uh, walk you into it. But I don't even know if that was on purpose. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we, 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 you know, we, we start with Parim, like, running from a tiger. And kind of, he, he strengths the tiger with the ropes at the end. But, like, <laughs> we end with him throwing a motorcycle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah, the other... Uh, Ram, we see him fighting that mob of people, which is insane enough. Yeah. We see him bench pressing buildings and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when when he's buried under like 40 people and his uh, just throw them off. But like I still bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You'd see a couple I, punches and be like, I yeah, right. Your that your brain sense. in that scene, because like I said, I, I saw the pitch meeting first and he's saying things like completely out of context that he fights like a thousand people. And as I'm watching it, it starts and I'm like, all right, like it's kind of, but he's just running through smacking. Like no one wants to engage. Yeah. And then he gets dogpiled and he starts knocking him off. And you're like, like, all right, maybe someone could do that. And like your yeah. brain just keeps like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, it was clearly a struggle. I don't know. We were, yeah. we were the lobsters in the pot of boiling water that they slowly turned up. <laughs> yeah. Hot. Like we didn't notice it. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, I do like also the use of slow motion felt very purposeful. And I think it also hid some of the, I watched another video by corridor crew where they were talking about it hides some of the imperfections of VFX because your eyes don't have reference for it. Cause in the real life, like in real world, we can't see slow motion. So our eyes don't have a reference point. And I was like, Oh, f that's so smart. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. I'm saying you're, you're like, your brain's like, maybe it looks like that when it's slow. I don't yes. know. Exactly. Like you buy it easier than if it was like at full speed. And I thought that was really smart and good use of that. There was some weird point, and I don't know if it was a fuck up or just amazing attention to detail. In the beginning scene when he's running from the tiger, there's a scene where the tiger's running straight at the camera and the tiger's eyes don't move. 
like the body is like jiggling around the eyes oh and i was like i wonder if tigers actually are like really good at keeping their eyes straight as they run or if they just were too lazy to make the eyes move and <laughs> i can't decide let me google it for you while we keep going <laughs> simply have to find a tiger yeah, I don't know. That's I what mean, I'm doing. who knows if they I'm Googling how to buy a tiger, and I'll get back to you in six months. Right. The, uh, the, their initial uh, meeting scene as well, when they... So I didn't know what was happening there when, uh, you know, with, with the kids in the river. You yeah. didn't get it from uh, the forehand motions they made? Yeah, right. So, so you know, the, it, it. It, it shows them, and they're looking at each other, right? And I'm like, oh... Is, are they going to discover, you, you know, is one of them going to think that, you know, the other one's the one that they're hunting? Then he does the motions and then they do that action sequence. And that one off the bat, too, where they just immediately are in sync with the action. Uh-huh. That was sick. You know, he's he, he does the flag underneath and wraps yeah, him with the that. Water flag? Oh, oh, my, my God. God. Yeah. What were you going to say, Nate? Oh, no, I was. Yeah, I was going to say uh, they it was a both a great way of showing that these guys are great friends and also the mo- one of the most baffling things too. He goes yeah. like this and he's like, yep, that means get a motorcycle yeah. right now, <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> We're going full octane right now. <laughs> Give it some gas. It's a lot yeah, of, was... it's a lot of faith too in the other guy. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Oh. you know, if, because he, one he, of those two guys was an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just a normal, but brave person. <laughs> Who gets you know, immediately yeah. by that rope? <laughs> yeah, the plane would have failed terribly. Just get drawn and quartered by that horse because <laughs> yeah. the wrong way. What if his, What if the one guy? What the guy? What if Ram forgot the flag? It would end <laughs> yeah. right there. I'm just surprised Ram didn't have a Blue Lives Matter flag. Honestly, that was the most shocking part to me. <laughs> his horse didn't have a Blue Lives Matter sticker on his fucking ass. The uh, you can't read Tigu. Maybe that's what the flag said. <laughs> I, I I will say that that's also one of the biggest uh, like points of disbelief that stood out in that movie was okay so these guys became immediate best friends after that mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they were friends for I don't know how much time passed but did uh, did the topic of so what do you do <laughs> never come up it absolutely well, they yeah, I love their I love their reference to it. So who are you looking for? The thing he does all, that's his sole focus in life. And he's like, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot. I never told you. I don't, yeah, that was, he yeah. says, I don't know why I never showed you. God. Not only, not only would it be weird that he wouldn't show him, uh, but he specifically says, I'm, I know everyone in town. Like I'm a great uh-huh. person to ask. And then, oh, it gets in the clay water. Sorry. Can't see it. Yep. And that, which is also would not have ruined it. <laughs> He just gave. Yeah. He just dropped the point. Yeah. Well, he picks it back up. Know. It's still clearly. It's not that wet. And what do you do the rest of the time? Just like not look for the guy. Ah, uh, well, the one picture I had is gone. Sorry, it took me seventeen hours to draw it. And then, and then Bream says later, "I I didn't tell you because I didn't want to put you in danger." So mm-hmm. that that part at least makes mm-hmm. some sense. Yeah, yeah, that, that that one makes sense. But Ram Ram but has he, no reason not to show him the picture. No, absolutely. Well, and 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 even if Ram like didn't admit he was a cop you think you'd think figure did. out yeah but but you think you'd figure out okay i don't know oh like this guy speaks english like how normal is that in their culture 
Like, yeah, I, I, like I said, that was, you know, and, and clearly this is a movie where you have to suspend your disbelief, and yeah. I get that, and I'm fine with that. But to me, that that's the one, the one like sort of thing I see as a plot hole. Sure. I you know what one I... I was scoffing at just to be nitpicky on purpose, but then they totally won me back over was the scene where Ram tricks his friend, like the initial where he, oh. he almost catches him. He goes yes. to the, he's like, let's go to a revolutionary meeting. And obviously we're skipping, but then we cut to a scene where he's there and he's like, why don't we just murder the governor? And everyone laughs at him. And, but except for the one guy who immediately falls for it, knowing they should be undercover. And he's like, Oh man, I totally want to murder the governor. Let's go back to our secret base. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And then they walk up to a police compound, and Ram just goes a little ahead and goes, "I'm a cop. Just, just let us through, and it's English. all gonna work out." And I'm just like, I'm like, oh my god. But then, but then they get me back because the guy just, and Ram yes. just and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, this fucking guy. That was amazing. I, was, I, I laughed lost so it. hard. It was so good. Also, for the record, he so he grew his hair out, but I would have also like changed up the beard. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you could have disguised. And although, granted, at that point it had been a long time. Yeah, like well, also he's I pretending think. to be a Muslim. Oh, you mean the friend? Though? Oh, the friend. Y- yeah, yeah, the well, one he that might also have been. Yeah. yeah, might be more conspicuous. Though once he's once you're ID'd, maybe you lose the beard, especially if the cop that you're running from has a photorealistic memory. That, yeah, that, yeah. That picture was perfect. It was incredible. It was amazing. I I got into a conversation about that topic the other day because I'm like, I I wouldn't know how to describe a face. Yeah. Like, you, like, you could ask me, like, I could sit down with a sketch artist and they could be like, okay, uh, you know, like, uh, if they're trying to draw my brother. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I know my brother's face, but like, how would I? Uh, he has he has a nose. He has two eyes. Like I don't know. Yeah. I think the trick is that they draw it and show it to you, and you can tell them it's wrong. So oh so I so so I'd be like the face is thinner. Okay, yeah. the you know oh it says you just make changes as you go. Yeah, you can't yeah, describe not... it, but you know what it looks like when you see it. You can be like this is wrong. You know, it's like <laughs> try again. <laughs> You can't describe it, but you know when you. <laughs> yeah. Is that the Supreme Court? Yeah, ju- yeah. Just keep, just keep doing it. I'll, uh, no, I'll, I'll let you know. The Supreme Court ruled that uh, it was a censorship one, and they said, "Well, what is, what is, what falls under this?" And the ruling was like, "You'll know it when you see it." <laughs> Which Classic. Just America built on that shit. <clears throat> um, speaking of. Uh, there was a lot of criticism, not a lot, some criticism about this movie as far as being a propaganda film, which the very last part definitely felt like it. Um, uh, so what what, may, what do you think about that? What do you think about the idea of a propaganda film, first off, and second off, being this popular and this like artsy and like well done? Not having any idea about the cultural issues except for the vague idea that I know that the British colonized India that mm-hmm. was not cool. Um, if we're gonna have a propaganda film, I'm I'm all for previously colonized countries saying fuck you to the colonizing country. For I sure. don't think I really 100%. have a problem with that propaganda. I guess now, if me... if there's an issue of it being some I don't know, if India has nationalist problems like we're currently having. That's exactly that, it. That could actually. be a little bit worrisome, maybe. <laughs> That's exactly it. 
Um, this is one article I read. Uh, I didn't really get time to look into it any further, but um, it's 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 Indian nationalism, uh, and the color of the robes that he's wearing at the end, the saffron orange, is their like signal post. It's kind of like They're the Trump right red hat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's let's go Brandon for India. Is that orange? Um, so now that you know that. <laughs> I know Nate already gave a little talk on that, but uh, uh, like it's it's happened forever, right? Media has always been a source of propaganda. That's what propaganda is. Um, how do you feel? Like I don't know, like enough about it to feel good or bad about watching it, or feeling good about it, or telling people to watch it. But I don't know if it'd be like insulting to tell uh, someone who is a part of that culture to watch this movie. Well, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that that we we don't have that like those feelings, you know. So like I can easily watch this movie and you know you 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 get that okay you know that's it has themes of like a strong united india uh, themes of fuck the white guy themes of you know Except and those are all fine things but but the uh in terms of like their nationalist issues I mean you know and, and I don't know even then like I I can learn about it and intellectually know about it but I feel like since I'm detached from it I can yeah. watch the movie and enjoy it for what it is. But granted, I could see how that could cause issues. Uh, you know, like if you're actually in or near that culture. Yeah. I think the caste system and the, the use of um, Hindu religious symbols were also another thing they brought up is like this movie kind of perpetuates that. And uh, there were obviously not a lot of people cool with that idea. So that is just something to bring up. Um, whenever we talk about these movies is like any kind of cultural impact they have. And I think this is a big one. I mean, granted, popularity doesn't prove anything, but being the second most popular movie of all time in India's, I mean. Yeah. But but also, is that just because those are the people that like the cast system because they can pay to go to a movie? Like, <laughs> you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, back to the story. Well, yeah, I see, I, I'd almost feel like it's it's against the caste system because it shows the caste system, but it shows people working across the caste system for, you know, the common good. And it shows the good that comes because basically it like every time in the movie where the caste system was a factor, it was something evil being done. And every time they shed the caste system, it was the heroes working together for common good. So, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not going to claim like I'm an expert on the caste system or the intricacies of it, but to me, it it felt like it was a positive message, which would probably make it really good propaganda if it yeah. wasn't. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think that's that's part of it too, right? Like, good storytelling can take you into a world that you might not otherwise see or hear or know about, and make you believe in something you didn't know about before. So, yeah, that's totally fair. Um, yeah, the, I thought the other interesting thing that they showed is that all the maladies that um, basically every problem that Rom ran into, the only people that would actually help him are Indian people, not the British. Like he got that yeah. snake snake bite. White people couldn't help, but the like knowledge of the plants and medicines in India did. Um, and I think there's another time like that. But like, I, have you tried essential oils? <laughs> Yeah, imagine this is an essential oil and like let's go Brandon movie instead. How do you feel about this? I feel like Honestly, going out to buy say, some it's, essential oils. It's so hard to picture it being the 
like something yeah. like that for us being the most popular movie in in America like on for for you know any anything that had a strong political message it's hard to picture it being like do it like being the breakout breakout success of the year well i mean it's cuz the liberals control the media that's why so like i mean obviously. i mean yeah was, <laughs> but even even if it was a uh, I mean, I don't know what a, a pro pro liberal movie blockbuster would look like. Uh, uh, something with a black elf. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inconvenient truth, but um, Mother Earth is played by a Native American woman. <laughs> it's just Mother. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, with all that context, I still think this movie was absolutely incredible. The visuals were amazing the colors used and the use of color and like at points it being muted and at points it being very in the forefront. I really liked and the music and the dancing. I was so into it. I've never been that jazzed for a dance off in my life. And that was like the coolest part. The, the fire and water. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they had a lot of throwbacks to that. And it even like, like when it culminated, it culminated in them like, almost literally becoming gods yeah Yeah, you know controlling the sea and controlling the fire yeah yeah and like literally walking down as shiva with the bow and you know i was like whoa that was sick uh nate did you enjoy the music is this going to be your playlist for the next two weeks i i immediately looked for this on spotify and it's on there (laughs) yep I enjoyed the song, but the the, the dancing was the main thing. You oh, would, so cool. again think it's it's something we haven't come come back to. Like with the three hour runtime, like it is weird. It it's sometimes I think like that it was like a you could call it like a lack of discipline in in editing. Like, mm-hmm. but I think it was very on purpose, and that includes like yeah, like a. 15 minute dance dance sequence right in the middle of the movie and you mm-hmm. expect it to take you out of it but now it's probably most people's favorite part of the movie and like i never thought that there was a scene that ran too long a lot of times in like american movies i'll watch a movie and be like that scene should have been about two minutes shorter or, you know i really didn't feel like any of the scenes that i can remember were too long some, yeah, the some bromance scene out. was a couple scenes too long for me the which one the bromance scene was a couple oh. there were there were <laughs> the too many examples we could have stopped after trying to steal that kid's goat, not after tug of war. I have a question. Uh, so I watch this movie with, uh, like, I, I watch everything with subtitles. So I have subtitles on by default. So when they, when they were singing, like during the bromance scene, there was the song that was playing in the background that had subtitles too. Did did you guys have subtitles on that? Was that for everyone? Okay. Yep. Because I was like. I, I think I think knowing the lyrics for that is also important. But a, like a lot of times if you're watching something in a foreign language, the songs will just play. And unless you have subtitles on by default, they don't have subtitles. I think they were so intricate to the story. Like they literally told the story of what was happening. So I think that was really good by them. Yeah, that if is that one thing I'm curious. Was that an outlier or like are they always that on the nose? They were always on that nose, yeah. Cool. The other the other thing that was interesting as sort of a side note, when I started this movie, by default, my audio was on Brazilian Portuguese. Hmm. Yeah. And so I'm watching it for a little bit and I'm like, 
are they speaking Spanish? And then I'm like, no. And then I'm like, I don't know what they're speaking, but oh, because it was like the colonizers at first talking. And I'm like, oh, like maybe they're like Spanish or something. (laughs) It's the Spanish Inquisition. And then and then I'm like, that's not quite Spanish. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Now the other now the like the Indian guys are speaking that language. This isn't right. (laughs) I did enjoy the. This this kind of proves there's a theory that the best movies are the ones you can have the sound off and still understand what's happening in the story. And I think this is one of those movies where it's so visually stimulating and well, like it's, it's acted in a way that is theatrical. So it's kind of over the top and you can feel the emotion and the movement of the actors. And I think this is one of the movies, probably one of the few in the last couple of years I've seen that could be watched with no sound and you'd still understand the storyline. But you would miss out on so much good music. So much good stuff. Yeah. Even the, uh, like, I call, I, call, I call it the opening scene, but it was it was the opening scene after the intros where the, where the girl is doing the, the like the hand art. Oh yeah. And she's singing. Even that was a banger. Yeah. That was the very first sign. First thing in the movie. Okay, okay, so that oh, was like between. during the credits, the intro credits. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I thought you meant like the two intro stories. Yeah, the first one before. Yeah, that was really good. Really good story. She was a great singer. Um they all were. Um, what else do I have on here? Um, heck, I forgot. It'll come back to me. Got it. Oh, um, the way that the camera was used, where it stuck on scenes much longer and gave you more perspective of the scene. Like, instead of like, like I always think of like the born identity when he's in that fight and there's like 25 cuts for like one movement. This did a really good job of showing the action and letting you watch what was happening and see what was happening and like following along really well. And um, they pointed out in that Corridor Crew video in the scene where Rom's in the middle of the the like masses, you know where he is. Like you see that scene for half a second and you already know where he is. All the people were facing away from the camera except for him. And it's this huge wide shot of like 300 people and you know yeah. exactly where this guy is. Like that was really cool. Like the way that they kept you knowing what was around you and like that kind of helped me i think become more engrossed in this movie and like it felt part of the world i was currently living in and that helps with buy-in a lot but yeah i really like that change of phase so would you recommend this movie i i'd recommend it 100 percent um my only like it, and it's it's not a critique it's just a, a warning like i recommend this movie and i tell people just heads up it's three hours yeah um and and I think I I think I would mention you can watch it in two blocks, Easily. and and you wouldn't even need to tell them where to stop. You you know it's I think it's pretty obvious uh, where they can take that break. See, I'm in an interesting spot because that what is it when you think it's the finale? Once that's <laughs> over, yeah, yeah, it's like The Hobbit, but good. <sighs> but like, uh, yeah, I I I, I want to rewatch this movie, but it's like three hours you know yeah yeah so it's gonna be down the way a bit before i rewatch it but i'll love it when i do and i'll be like god i should have watched this earlier and then i won't want to watch it again for a while <laughs> but it's really good i would definitely recommend it as well nate how do you feel recommend recommendable yeah we were, i don't know if i was gonna say i don't know if we were recording but we nate nate gets on and we're like all right you're ready to share on this movie nate because you know hollywood and he said i think this is like the best one we've seen like one of the best ones we've seen and yeah it was great hollywood does suck you're right we all do 
yeah, I don't know. There were there were like like things that I was like, I don't know if it's a legit issue or if it's just like you know not it's not our what like what we're used to like it it's a little jarring like watching a movie that doesn't have like our same like film language and like some of the over the topness i think it's just it's you know normal in, in bollywood and tollywood that like the the accepted norms are different and you don't it doesn't make it better or worse it's just <laughs> like when you're not used to it it's jarring yeah but okay yeah and like yeah it's it's been like you see clips you know of funny like bad effects or stuff and there are some bad effects in this there are some like mm-hmm. things where they just didn't know how to correctly do it though like like you know um like certain shots of like weapons deflecting or them stopping something where you're just like you know it doesn't look like that and i was but even then i was like is this like just like an accepted thing where like we see it but we don't even know the things we're accepting in the movies we watch you know or because we you know a lot of stuff like that we don't really know what it would actually look like because it's never happened yeah yeah it's it's hard to say like oh he the the way he caught that arrow in mid-flight that was all wrong yeah yeah legit like but and and, you know you can get a kind of more of a feel for like how things deflect like there are some things where it like stops dead and you're like oh that looks weird but like no one's ever done it like i don't we don't know for sure uh and i just don't know if so if it's just like we just, we've seen in movies how it's we think it looks and we're like that's how it looks and so when it's yeah. different it's weird i think um, that's it for sure yeah i like that. that's a good point though uh what drinks would you pair with this movie so i don't know what a good i feel like for this movie you need something that's like like a national Indian drink. Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of those are. I forgot to look them up beforehand. But I'd also like to add that before you drink whatever the drink is, you need to dump a bunch of tea to say fuck the British. <laughs> I, I think that's a courtesy we can extend. We can True. share that moment. True. Maybe maybe it's too soon to be saying that. I don't know. No. I mean, like, say like, fuck the British? Yeah. Aren't yeah. they... Well, the aren't morning they morning? Still? Uh... I think it depends on the British person. Yeah, Donald Oliver's been that... very vocally uh, making fun of the Queen. Yeah. Making fun of the Queen. What are you doing there, mate? You <laughs> making fun of the Queen again? Ah, <laughs> oh, you little cheeky bastard, aren't you? Um, I picked masala tea, chai tea. Um, it is a local drink. I don't know. Yeah said indian spices so and i googled like top indian drinks and this is what came up but i read into it a little bit more i i also felt like we you you have to pick an indian cocktail but also i didn't want to do that so i oh, did I did. so i just did but here's here's the beautiful part right it <laughs> kind of ties into this movie right you have tea and milk right that's kind of a british thing just like in the movie it didn't save rum no he needed some indian spice known as chai to make that tea worthwhile so my pick is masala chai glad you're able to reverse engineer that oh you like that yeah yeah i felt good (laughs) nate do you have a drink if you don't that's okay 
I don't have a drink, but I was literally just like flipping through like popular cocktails in India, and there's one Anything? called the Bengal Tiger. So I'm pretty sure that's where I stand. All right, well that's gonna go in. <laughs> White <laughs> rum, brandy, <laughs> pineapple juice, pomegranate juice, and lemon. Also, that sounds delicious. That does sound. That good. actually does sound delicious. So we're yeah. good. All right, well, and it's light and punchy. Tiger. And this movie is all about punching tigers. Fucking a, Nate. All right, let's go. Great job. Uh, that's RRR. We would strongly recommend it. You can find it now on Netflix, and it is three hours, but you know that. So give it a shot. And I don't think, like, we didn't give any spoilers in this, so, like, you will not miss anything by hearing what we said. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, th- like, the only thing that might... Very clear that the British are evil from the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. Well, you I, you know, I, I feel like most people are born knowing that. Parenthetically, yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the only thing that that like I didn't know about this movie, you know, cause I didn't know like the genre or anything. Uh, it's, it's, it's a wild mashup, you know, mm-hmm. it's what, what'd you say earlier? Like the action, comedy, drama, action, musical, romantic, comedy, musical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I, yeah, that's it. It's, it's mostly, I mean, the musical parts are given and it's mostly an action movie, but it just occurred to me how weird and a little, how odd it is. Cause basically the only like real comedy is the part where, uh he helps him meet the the white woman and that is such a that's like just one like 20 minute block that's just a rom-com and it's the best nothing else in the movie yeah it's not even about that they they don't he he's using her and after he gets into the house he doesn't care about her anymore Uh, yes that was well puts her in the car and he ends up with her at the end of the uh spoiler he ends up with her at the end of the movie Oh, like, it, it just I, in the yeah, scene, yeah, but I, I get what Nate's oh, saying true. is that, yeah, at the time when he was into the house and wanting to go to the house, he he seemed to have no like romantic inclination towards her. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think this is important enough to care about spoiling it. He, the first thing he says is, She seems nice. I think we could get into the house by being yeah, in front yeah, of yeah. her. And that's, <laughs> and then when he gets to talk to her, he, he asks, Can I come into your house? That's his first line to her. Yeah, well, the 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 character is like born to only save. No, person. no, I'm not saying it's so, bad yeah. in the movie. I'm saying it's yeah, so yeah. weird now thinking back on it that it's just this 20 minute rom com <laughs> and it's treated. It's not like it's not like we're saying that it's treated like yeah. that. It's shot like yeah. that, <laughs> but then we just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, it is a very like night like clueless or something like that. But yeah, because the rest of it, it's mostly example. it's mostly like an action blockbuster epic. Like, I don't think the rest of it I would call a comedy outside of that one part. But there is a lot of dancing and singing. Oh, so good. All right, go watch it. It's on Netflix. Take your time. All right, uh, you all ready for this game? I'm not either. I did a little prep, but it's, I think it's going to suck. But it'll be funny because you won't get any right. Okay, so <laughs> here's how it's going to go. I'm going to go one question to Nate, one question to Jake, back and forth. And I have eight. If you tie... I have a sudden death category where you go back and forth until you can't say a movie that fits that time period. So, so when we tie it zero zero, <laughs> no, the first one's a gimme. We're we're and gonna the second one's not. Oh, the second one will now be a gimme. I'm just gonna explicitly <laughs> show that the one thing I'm worse at than remembering movie, movie specifics is his actual historical. Well, you're gonna go first then, because that's the easiest one on earth. <clears throat> So this game is called History Movie Buff. I'm going to give Nate and Jake a movie title, and they're going to have to tell me what 
like historical event or person this movie is about. And I'll be lenient. Don't worry. <laughs> One of the world wars. That, all right. That's not yours, but yeah. All right. This is yours, Nate. The movie's called Apollo 13. What historical event is Apollo 13 about? The Apollo 13. Nice job. All right, Nate. One point. One point for Nate. Jake, are you ready for yours? I had to switch this around to make it fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting another freebie. I've, I've never seen Apollo 13. Do they not cover some of the other missions? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. But it's literally like them going up in space. Do you know what happens in Apollo 13? I actually do know. I don't care about old history. I do know about the Apollo missions. So. What That's Apollo old 13? history to you. What? No, I said I don't care about like older history. Yeah, and I said that's older history to you as no, Apollo 13. No, I said I do know about the no. Apollo mission. Oh, all right, cut I see, all this, I see. Anything pre-Madonna, I don't give a shit about. Um, <laughs> I get my what, news from TikTok. What, <laughs> what happens on Apollo 13, dude? Apollo 13 is the mission where they go to the moon, right? And they almost don't make it back because, yeah. yeah. All right, you Use it. a pencil, check the motherboard. Yeah. All right, Jake, you ready? Let's hear it. All right, the movie's 1917. What's that about? 1917. Yep. Is that? I'll give you a hint if you want. Yeah, what's the hint? It's a war epic. Is that World War One? It is. All right. One yes. Here we go. That was going to be my guess, even without the hint. I want right, to claim that. Good. I'll give you hints for all of them. Don't worry. All right, Nate, your next one. It's one to one. All the President's Men. Get fucked. I know you don't know this. No, I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm just <laughs> coming up with. He's building guys. drama. What's that? You want a hint? No, no. I, I want to. I want to do my best and fail. Oh. All the president's men. Mm-hmm. Is it about Watergate? Yep. Nice job. Nice. Watergate. Suck it, Jake. It's about when the egg fell off of the wall. All right, Jake, here's yours. 2-1-8. The movie is Spotlight. Spotlight. I have no honor. Give me the hint. Um, oh, what? no, that, that doesn't work. I want to guess, but... Okay. The hint is priests. Ah, yeah, I knew it. I knew oh, it. Oh, is it the the scandal of one of the, one of the priests when they were getting a little, little touchy-feely? Yeah. Yeah, it's about the Boston... When the we Boston wrote a new Globe story Report. about it. Yeah. Was that the Recent one with Tom Hanks? No, that's the post. Oh. I didn't know they made a movie about that. It's really good. It's got Mark Ruffalo and uh, Michael Keaton. It's really good. Best movie like about stuff. touching kids. Hands, Hands off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to leave that one in, future Ben. That was pretty funny. Uh, Next one, Nate. This is recent history, and it came out this year. The movie is called Spencer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not. I mean, that's not a ton to go on. Historical event or no, I don't know what the movie is. Okay, probably. Do you want a hint? Sure, I'll take a hint for this. It's probably the most famous royal funeral since, like, before Queen Elizabeth. I have no idea. 
Wait, it is a, if, you, go ahead. if you're giving up, I want to guess then. Do it. I give up. Princess Diana. You got it. It's Diana. Nice. Jake what stole is, it. What does the get this word Spencer have to do with anything? I, I have no idea. I just, I got it from his hint because I know that Princess Diana's funeral was like apparently more popular yeah, than the Queen's. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. No one cares about that. No. Even Diana. Uh, she didn't even one. show up. My other clue was going to be her last big hit was The Wall. Would you have got that? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's from a joke. I get it. What do Pink Floyd and Princess Diana have in common? Their last big hit was The Wall. Anywho. Uh, Jake, your movie is 42. I've heard of the movie title before. Mm-hmm. I'll take the hint if there is one. The hint is baseball. Ah, oh, I don't know what it is, but I ha- I was gonna say baseball. I don't know. Well, is it? Uh, can steal it, remember, Nate? No, I don't know. I don't know who. I I just had a feeling it was a sports number, like yeah. a jersey. Number. Oh, is that about uh, Jackie Robinson? It is about Jackie Robinson. <clears throat> nice job. Yep. Who plays? Pee Wee Reese. That's my uh, one. That's my Hamm. one baseball knowledge tidbit. John Hamm. I think uh, what's his face? Black Panther plays um, Jackie Robinson. Nah. You pick the one white character in the Jackie Robinson movie. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? There's Super. probably there's probably a manager that played some sort of villain role. And all the people that have to yell at him while he's taking the bat. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chadwick you pick the Boseman. one John Hamm character in the Jackie Robinson movie. <laughs> uh, when I said the white character, I meant white, like, capitalized. <laughs> you know, it's a good one. Uh, Chadwick Boseman played Jackie Robinson. Lucas Black played Pee Wee Reese. No, that, that should not be allowed. Where's the outrage for this? Ariel was bad enough. <laughs> so 42. That was <laughs> it's a 42. All right. Jackie Robinson. Um, all right, Nate, ready to go? Got another one. All right. It is called... It's about the sky... Oh, wait. <laughs> Are you going to tell me what it's about? <laughs> I forgot which one to give you. Uh, it's called Braveheart. What's that oh, about? Braveheart? We're... Yeah, what's Braveheart about? I know the movie. I know Braveheart, but I don't know like a specific historical event. That's... Do you want a hint? Sure. It's RRR, but with whatever accent he was using in that movie. Yeah, I, I know what I know that Braveheart is about Scottish, but I don't know like uh, the name Scottish of what? a historical event that it's No, that's it. Scottish Independence. Scottish Independence. Yeah, you think I'm going to look it up? No. What? He didn't say independence. You said independence. I know what Braveheart's about. I just didn't know if there's like a battle or something that we're supposed to cite. You already won. The Battle of the Lock. I don't know. Jake, Jake, you ready? Also, how historically accurate is Braveheart? Are we actually... Did his nuts get chopped off? Is that what you're asking? I'm just questioning anything that has Mel Gibson. William, William Wallace did exist. Okay. But he was not, you know, he was a, a a figure in the revolution. But he was not like, you know, obvi- he was turned into a epic. Did he paint war his hero. face blue? Probably. All right. Yeah. That's that, all right then. 
That, that's all Nate needed. That's a, yeah, yeah. Historically <laughs> accurate or enough. All right. I'll buy it. All right, Jake, yours is called Glory. We watched this in middle school. What's this about? I, have, I don't know. What's the hint? Uh, the hint is... Uh, slavery. Wait, what was the movie? Glory. Okay. Is it about ending slavery? Kind of. <laughs> Not quite. Is it? Well, it's about s- slaves escaping. Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I squeezed two guesses in and I'm out. <laughs> Nate, you got a guess? No, I don't. Civil War is what it's about. <laughs> It follows the African American uh, infantry in the Civil War and how that went. It was good. It was really good. It's hard to watch, but it was good. This, this saying Braveheart's pretty realistic. Oh, they did paint their face. Whatley Gum Wallace. <laughs> uh, do you want to do the back and forth just because we got time? Wait, who yeah, won? yeah, throw it out. What? Me. Jake won. Yeah, Jake won. Yeah, Jake won. What, but what did Jake get right? I stole your point. You. Yeah, well, you that's it. not, that was not in the rules. What he literally said it. We adapted it. Yeah, I didn't adapted say it. I said I said you can guess. I didn't say you get points for guessing. You're not the arbiter. <laughs> I would have given you points for glory if you would have got that right, you moron. Yeah, that's why I was surprised you didn't throw out a guess. I'm yeah. like, this is your chance to shocked. tie it up. Look, right, Nate, I wasn't guess? paying attention about? to the game. I was reading about Braveheart. All right, Nate, what's glory about? I still don't. No, it's about the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, we're tied. World War World War Two movies. I'm going to join in because, no, I looked up a bunch. I know a bunch already. Um, World War II movies. So movies that take place in and around World War II. Historical or fictional. But as long as World War II is happening at the same time, you're okay. Ready? I'll start you off. Saving Private Ryan. No, you, you stole the only one I might know. All right, Schindler's List. Go again. Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, no, I got one. Uh, the HBO one, Band of Brothers. Does Band that count? Brothers, that's the TV show, but I'll give it to you. Yes. Wow. Th- that was really good, and it has Ross. Jojo Rabbit. That was good. That's great, but it also it's during right. World War Two. How's that? Stretch? Any movie during World. War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be the war movies. It can be any movie, like Pearl Harbor. Boom, World War Two. I keep going. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm kind of enjoying this at this point. Wait, 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 wait. You said Inglorious Bastards, right? No, 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 no. Nate yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie that's coming out like really soon. Name. All right, Jake. We can share credit if you can remember the name of the scientist. Oppenheimer. Never mind. I got it. Oh. Suck it. Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Well done. All right. Nate, you tied. Good job. Wait, I got a point. I said Band of Brothers. Yeah, but he said more. Well, he just said Oppenheimer. And he said another one, didn't you? No. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nate, you suck. Uh, There's there's one more. Uh, I was trying to think of... There's just one more. (laughs) Fuck off. Well, the war's over. What, What else is there to say? So this is Christmas. Wait, wait, wait. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Technically correct. <laughs> yep. Uh, X-Men, just the first one. What? It has a flashback. It does. It does. To Magneto it in the camp. Magneto. Yep. Boy in the striped pajamas. 
out here with your boring movie. The Diary of Anne Frank. Yep. Do you know there was a lot of sexual stuff in there they took out? No, I didn't know that was a movie. I was just uh, sort of throwing darts out. <laughs> no, I meant the book, not the movie. Oh. They didn't take Yeah, it was a teenage girl's diary. Yeah. Yeah, she was like apparently like exploring sexuality. That was cool. We didn't need to get in. They didn't need to publish it. No, they were, like, <laughs> they were like, let's not publish that. It's fine. Let's just give a copy to Elvis because he's like 16 year olds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 All right, Nate, did you figure one out yet, or <laughs> no? <laughs> there's some here. joke I was gonna make about children. No, Watchmen. About Anne Frank. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Jake, who you got? I love this. I'm just I uh, very popular illusion: the atomic bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. I think I'm done. Dunkirk. That's no. That's what I was trying to. I was like the the other the the movie with the plane. Oh, the Nolan. I, I right in, from the beginning of this, I was trying to think of Dunkirk. I was trying to think of that's name. a really good movie. Yeah. I like that one a lot. What's yours? Oh, is Lord of the Rings again. Yep, Rings of Power. Because this is the first. This is the first. Yeah, yeah. This is my well. Because before I shilled it and it hadn't dropped yet. This is my first time shilling it when it's been out. And you liked it. I I do really like it. Um, I find myself... So, at this point, th- there are more distinct changes from, you know, the written lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys watching that right now? Nope. Not. So, at this point, I, I think I know, like, who Hellbrand is. Uh, and it's... An interesting change from the lore. I think I know who. Well, no, I still don't know who the the meteor man is. You don't think it's Gandalf? I don't think it's. It might be Gandalf. I. It's hundred percent. It's a Maiar. So it could be Gandalf. Could be another one of the Astari. Could be just another strong creature. I don't know anything uh... about the lore, so I. Gandalf. It was, uh, you know, because well, there was Gandalf and Saruman that everyone knows, and then Radagast, but there was also oh, yeah. two... I kind of yeah. thought, I did for a second think it'd be a cool twist if it was, if it was Saruman. Uh, and it could also be there were two uh, blue wizards that, that uh, according to the lore, did show up during the Second Age, uh, but they weren't seen in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just sort of Actually, Tolkien Tolkien changed his mind on those. In in his first writings, he was like, "Yeah, they just failed in their mission and fell corrupt and then fucked up." But in later writings, he said, "No, they actually they helped. They they just were they just helped very much off screen." Hmm. <laughs> I think the biggest uh, the biggest legitimate complaint that. I've seen about that movie is uh, is just Gladriel or that show is Gladriel's her just her behavior and personality. Um, I, I I think it's interesting. I think if, if anything, I appreciate it. We haven't got into. I don't. Anyway, you finish first. Yeah. Well. So so she's you know when we see her in Lord of the Rings, she's incredibly wise. She's powerful. She's magical. 
at this point at the in in the second age she's still she is a battle commander some people complain about that but she was in her youth she was a battle commander she's described as of amazon disposition uh she's old she's the senior of many of the elves like she's gilgalad she's gilgalad's senior she should she you know she's older and than him and and she's almost treated like a not like a child but you know uh she's older than elrond actually elrond technically marries her daughter uh eventually but they're they tend to be minor characters so just a couple things you know and of course they're going to change lore they're going to compress timelines but it it does frustrate me that she can't seem to have a little bit of tact mm. in situations where it would be helpful. She's just so single-minded focused on getting to Sauron. But overall, loving the show. Can't wait for more. It's apparently going to be five seasons. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, they have five seasons planned and hopefully some offshoots. Cool. Oh, yeah. Sounds great. Um, and that's on Amazon Prime, correct? Yes. Okay. So my recommendation is The Patient on Hulu and FX. It's about a serial killer played by Dom Hall Gleason, who you may recognize from Star Wars, the new ones. He was the second under Kylo Ren, and he was in Frank, and he was in Ex Machina, the redhead guy. He plays a serial killer who kidnaps Steve Carell, who is a psychiatrist, to help him get over being a serial killer. Ooh. Ooh. Awesome. Or a clip, just a clip when he was on Colbert. And that the clip looked really good. Love when Carell does serious movies. Yeah, it's a limited series, but they're only 20 minutes long, the episodes. I would binge them all when they're mm-hmm. out. I would wait till they're all out and just binge it. Because I think they're too short to be like to carry you. Yeah. Yeah, you just sort of get your appetite wetted and then it's over and then you got to wait and it, yep. I can watched, see that. We watched the first 5 and now we're going to wait till the rest are out and then just finish it. But it's it's fun. So yeah, The Patient on Hulu. Nate, did you did you get a did you get a chance to think of a recommendation? Kind of. I don't know. I've, if you if I haven't already recommended The Good Place and you haven't oh, watched no. it, yeah. you should watch it. Really really good. I I bet there's some of it that I haven't seen because I haven't seen it in a while. I have two seasons left. Yeah. Best of you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Great. It, and it's uh, Michael Schur, the guy who did uh, The Office, one of the guys who did The Office, and Parson Rec. Yep. I think this Incredible. is... Incredible. Well, I don't want to I don't want to start a flame war by saying it's the best, but it's it's the most interesting. I'll I'll start a flame war. His shows have gotten progressively better. They're, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I. It's my favorite of them. I just I'm I'm not going to claim it's objectively better than The Office, but Parks I and Rec I is like better than The Office objectively. I think I like the characters in Parks and Rec better, and I like the first six seasons of storyline of The Office best. And then The Good Life has better both of those. Together. I think I think The Office has higher highs. Mm. Then Parks and Rec, but it also has a lot of empty space and a lot of eh. So much. And there's like and, four uh, seasons at the end you can just skip because they're frustrating. Yeah, where, but you know, so so like, you know, where, where The Office will have like some 10 out of 10 times. And the, the Parks and Rec is like 
eight or nine out of ten all the way through. Like, it, it never slows down. I was just thinking The Office is probably the most quotable, but then, like, all I can think of are Parks and Rec quotes. Like, they're so funny. Hey, I, I, I looked up your symptoms in WebMD, and it says you have networking <laughs> issues. <laughs> that was, uh, that was ad-lib. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I do like, have you read, um, so Michael Schur wrote a book about psych, uh, philosophy and the idea of good or bad. Uh, it's awesome. Oh, he like, does all this. A good place. Yeah, it's perfect for that, I think. Like, I think he wrote it after, because I think, or maybe like during, he was doing a lot of research about it. Like, he let, read a lot of books about philosophy, because there's a, one of the characters in Good Place is a philosopher. Uh, philosophy the show professor. is yeah like i don't want to pitch it to someone it wouldn't be for everyone but like the show it basically starts out like <laughs> teaching you philosophy yeah essentially like, like, even, like not, really not only is it great like it's like a procedural in every episode they do a different philosophy issue for the first season yeah and uh the book is condensing that into like a more palatable way to read instead of reading like a bunch of like thick dry text books about philosophy so i that's good too but yeah the good place is awesome all right thanks for being here as always enjoy your rum enjoy your cinema we'll see you next time